Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. GOP Josh is your host, GOPJosh.com. That is me. With news today, no one wants to talk about what we have all your coverage for it today here on the Red Future Radio Network. So a Nashville school shooting. We're going to hop right into it now. The school shooting in Nashville. Three children have passed away, have died from this. Their life has been taken from them early because of the shooting. Three 60-year-old and 61-year-old staff members were killed in the shooting as well. We're not going to glorify who the shooter was. We can talk about what mental issues the shooter publicly had, but we're not going to talk about the shooter themselves, herself. Um, She was a Nashville resident. She was transgender. She had a manifesto. We'll talk about that later in the program. Um... Do we have the name in this article? Um, the victims, Evelyn, Diahawks, Haley Shrugs, and William Kinney, all three kids, age nine. Cynthia Peak, 61, Catherine Kuntz, 60, and 61-year-old Mike Hill. Kuntz was the head of the school, according to the school's website. The, the school is a up-to-sixth-grade private institution a Christian institution, and it's a, a church on campus. First and foremost, keep these victims in your prayers, the people who lost their lives due to this recklessness. Keep them in your prayers. We also need to look at what led to this and how we can prevent it in the future. What's not going to work is gun bans. What's not going to work is gun grabbing. The left is already trying to grab your guns from this incident, but it's not going to work. Is not going to stop shootings because the people who have guns don't know 
And the red flag laws won't work either because this person's a walking red flag. I watched the, sadly, I watched the body cam footage. It was hard to watch. But I think it's important what they're covering. The way they went around, and those police just responded A, A plus, A plus. We saw the... We saw the Uvalde incident where the police hung out, didn't really do what they were supposed to do. They just hung out outside, waited for the shooter to stop shooting before they went in. These Metro police officers in Tennessee, and I'm not going to play it here. Uh, they, they walked in. They said, I need three. I need three. So they had two other people with this gentleman. They walked through every room that had a locked or an unlocked door. To make sure there weren't kids in there or shooters in there. Until they made their way up the hallway and heard gunshots. They said right, 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 right. As in they turned right. Went right. Went down the corridor. The gun is still being fired by this lunatic. So they, they walk out into the gunfire. And disarm this shooter. Take her down. And I want to remind you all, by the way. She will always be known as a she. If her body is dug up 30,000 years from now, they will see in her complexion and in her DNA that she is a she, and she will never be a he. We need to stop normalizing this craziness. Instead of providing gender-affirming care, instead of providing assurance surgery or gender reassignment surgery, we just need to, 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 frankly speaking, Put a stop to it. Provide mental health services to those who believe they're a different gender, but put a stop to it. Today, on Twitter, if you look through tweets by members of the government, people who work for candidates, who work for politicians, the press secretary for the instated governor of Arizona, Jocelyn Berry, put a tweet up that said, us when we see transphobes, two days ago. So, yeah, the day of the shooting. At 11.30 p.m. with two guns in her hand and like a, a, a gif. Working for the in-state governor of Arizona, by the way. Still on staff. She just privated her Twitter account and deleted the tweet. Actually, no, the, the tweet violated Twitter rules. She wasn't going to take it down. Um. So the the... The strategy here, and what we really should do, is most gun shop owners are conservative. Most people who own gun shops, go to gun stores, sell guns on the internet, however they might do it, legal or not, are conservative people. Don't sell to people who are mentally ill. You have a responsibility in yourself that if the government's not going to ban the kind of stuff they do to these these people, the surgery and whatnot, if they're not going to put a stop to it or provide mental health treatment for these people, that the gun sellers themselves, the conservative people who sell the firearms themselves, need to put a stop to it by not selling their firearms to them. There's plenty of fish in the sea to buy your firearms. Don't sell to the transvestites. The Nashville school shooter um, is a former student of the school, had a vendetta against this school that she shot up. I want to play the clip here from the 
manifesto and, and what the police officer said. Questions again. So in the manifesto, there's several different writings about other locations. Uh, there were locations, uh, there was uh, talks about um, the school, there was a map of the school, a drawing of how uh, potentially she would enter and the assaults that would take place. Uh, there's, it's quite a bit of uh, writing to it. I have not read the whole the entire manifesto. Our team and the FBI has been working uh, on this. Questions. Every school in America needs a school resource officer. This woman, and you can see this. I want to link it in the show notes. I want to pull up the Twitter account here. The Metro Nashville, uh, MNPD Nashville, MNPD Nashville is a Twitter account that publishes the video and the footage. This woman, um, I'm not going to say her name. I don't want to glorify her. She drives in, drives around the whole lot, parks in a parking spot, and shoots down the glass doors. Just completely demolishes the men. You can see there she kind of crawls through the glass, walks through the church office area, walks through doors. I'm assuming in this part about timestamp 117. She has already shot something and, and done someone because she comes out with the gun on her on her uh, face and the fire alarm is going off. We read a story yesterday that said... A young woman, a very young nine-year-old girl, passed away trying to pull the fire alarm to warn her fellow students about what happened. Um, I believe that was Benny Johnson that tweeted that from um, Turning Point. Um, let me see if I can find that again here. Probably not now. But he, he put out what happened with that young person. One of the people that died in the shooting was the pastor's daughter. Um, here it is. Pastor. This isn't the right one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to find it here. I didn't save this exact tweet. Probably taken down. But pretty much this young girl tried to pull the fire alarm when she heard the fi guns fire being going off. So people can find out that there's something going on in the building. And she got shot trying to do it. So at this point at 123 in this video, and I'll link it in the show notes below. I'm not going to play it here. There's no audio, so I can't anyway. Um, the fire alarm's going off. She walks out of the next room with the gun still hoisted on her shoulder in a shooting position. Um, it's disgusting. I don't know how you can look at this and make it political. I don't know how you can look at this and say, well, this is a transvestite that needs to be banned from society. I don't know how you can look at that and, and say that these kids need to have no guns in the world, ever, again. Because neither of those will solve the issue. Getting down to the root issue is going to be, who do we sell guns to? And how do we have armed police officers at every school building to make sure that these students are protected? I don't care if it's a public school, a private school, a charter school, a homeschool group, they should all be protected. They really should. And I think, personally, that our kids are worth more than our president. Any president. Secret Service budget is $2.4 billion in 2021, which is $22.2 .2 more than the year before. Why don't we 
multiply that by four times, $8 billion, and give that to the states to pay for school resource officers for every school building. Maybe stop this from happening. If you actually want to stop the problem, there are plenty of ways to go about it, but making it political right away and making it, we need to ban guns or we need to ban transvestites, which I think we should, but that's besides the point. That doesn't solve any problem. That doesn't fix the issue. It just makes it worse. It makes it political and we need to stop it now. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. Doing coverage of this terrible tragedy in Nashville, Tennessee. This is The Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. Not much to say, really, today. Besides, hold your kids close, tell them you love them. And support politicians and support people in politics that will put school resource officers on campus. Um, the target did not specify victims, or she did not target specific victims, but the school and the church itself. So here's what I think happened here. I'm not going uh, to to conspiracy theorize or anything like that. But we know there's a big rumor going around and a big sort of ideology behind the uh, oppression in churches of gay people and trans people and the like. And I think this is someone who thought they were transgender, and I don't think anyone's inherently transgender, thought they were transgender and said, I hate this school because they try to oppress me. That's probably what it is. And so we really have to look at it here and, and say, how do we stop this from happening? You're welcome to call into the program, 57-GOP-JOSH-7, 574-675-6747. Um, leave a voicemail message if we're not going to answer on the show. Email me, josh at gopjosh.com, josh at gopjosh.com. Um... I don't have much more to say on this topic, but we have to stop it from happening inherently. We have to have someone there at the school building that can stop these things from happening if it gets to the point that it's going to happen. Biden, as it happened, pretty much held a press conference on the shooting. And here's how he opened the press conference. My name is Joe Biden. (laughs) I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I want to play that again. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. So they lured him down to the room, to the area that he had to speak in, the East Room, by saying there's chocolate chip ice cream downstairs, but he has a whole freezer full. Why is he hoarding all the chocolate chip ice cream? But why is he talking about that before talking about six or three dead children, six dead people from a school shooting? Are you kidding me? I would almost say 
that had he not done everything else he's talked about and everything else he's done since the time of his presidency, that that would be an impeachable offense. But everything else has been an impeachable offense that he's done. The fact that we haven't had Biden impeached yet shows a disgrace in the Republican Party. This is how he responded to a school shooting. I like chocolate chocolate chip ice cream. I like I, I like ice cream. What? You're disgusting, man. You really are. I just I I don't know what to say. This is also how he walks around. I want you to hear this as well. Down here? Yes, sir. Down the ramp. And we have people lined up on the left over here. Uh, some union leaders and workers. Hey, guys and ladies. Your mark is going to be the blue one to the left. How y'all doing? You've got a blue mark, and that's okay. I got, I'll stay in my blue mark, and then I'm going to say Lodi 20. Yes, sir. I'm going to, I'll, I'll help you get started. Yes. That's a Secret Service agent just walking him through how to do things, by the way. Just regular things like, I don't know, walking. So how do we expect to make change and how do we expect things to stop if we don't have a leader in power to make things stop? We can't. We really can't. And so we have a problem in our party, in our country, that we can't take down Biden. And I'm not saying take down in like a, a assassination way, by any means, shape, or form. Uh, I respect the man as a person. I respect the man as a government official. But I also think that he needs to be impeached or get out of office entirely. He is senile. He is goofy. He just isn't a man to be in power, especially when he goes out in this forum and says, I like chocolate chip ice cream. I like chocolate chocolate chip. I like chocolate chocolate chip. And if you can defend that man, if you can see that and say, well, get out. I never want to hear you talk again. You shouldn't be in this environment. You shouldn't be in government. Well, he was just talking and trying to lighten the mood. I heard that on the radio one day. He's trying to lighten the mood. Are you kidding me? You don't lighten the mood when there is a school shooting. You don't lighten the mood when there are three warm bodies laying in a school waiting to for something to happen. I don't know how people can look at this and say they're not a problem. There is a problem. There's a major problem. And it's all revolving around the politics of it. Because the problem is that we don't have solutions. One side says ban the guns. One side says more guns. The middle doesn't care. Most people don't actually care. They say something to get a point across during a tragedy. And they don't care inherently at the end of things. They don't care when everything closes up shop, when everything's done. When the news cycle of the day is over, they don't care inherently. They don't care about you. No one in politics cares about you. The politician, oh, that's a nice guy. He doesn't care about you. 
The president, oh, he seems nice. He doesn't care about you. When you elect the same swamp figures that have been in power for 40 years, if you really think they care about you, if, if a left-winger thinks Nancy Pelosi cares about you, if a right-winger thinks Mitch McConnell cares about you, I don't know how you can be convinced otherwise. But the solutions that need to be found, people don't care about. People don't care about the solutions because of the solution won't solve the problem. No solution that's currently out there proposed today will stop the problem. The doors at that school were locked. Okay, she shot through the glass. The alarm didn't go off and the lights didn't start flashing on the video until after she walked into a church office. Who knows what she did there? Then the, the fire alarm turned on. But the fire alarm says that people can leave the building. You have to leave the building. That's what the fire alarm means. These are young kids up to the age of 6th uh, of grade is 11. 11-year-old uh, kids laying there in fear, in a lockdown, and the fire alarm's going off, saying to get out of the building. But if they leave the building, they could be seen by the, the, the shooter. We don't have a procedure. We don't have a solution. And I wish I did, but no one in government has a solution for any of the problems that actually face the people. And I say this as someone who has been in public school, as someone who has been in the drills and there have been an active shooter situation. But actually in the drills themselves. Where they would use the intercom and say, there's an active shooter, stay in lockdown while the fire alarm is going off. Now, when, when you're 16 years old or you're 15 or 14 or 13 or a teacher... You can understand, okay, the fire alarm's just to notify people that something's going on in here to get the fire department and the police dispatched here. Because it, I think it's all tied in, in most systems together. But the actual lockdown means you have to stay in this room away from the windows. But how do you explain that to a five-year-old that knows fire alarm, beep, 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 that means you need to leave? Couldn't imagine what's going on in that building. And I, I'm so thankful that the Metro Nashville Police Department came so fast and took down the, that, that transvestite so fast, walked into shooting, into bullets to take down that transvestite, putting their life at risk to take down that person. And you never know what a cop's going to do when something big happens like this. You never know if they're going to go and rush in or they're going to stay back and wait. But what those police officers did, they are American heroes. They are Nashville heroes. They are heroes for our children. They are heroes, and we should not forget them. Make sure that their name is known. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey, everyone, it's Joe Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. Thank you. 
Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. GOPjosh.com is our website, GOPJOSH.com. And I have one more thing to say about the Nashville shooting before we move on and, and get out of our news cycle on this program entirely because I don't want to keep glorifying the shooter. Um, I'm reading a book right now, and I'm trying to prevent myself from falling into the 24-hour news cycle because I think it's dangerous. It's, it's terrible for your health to actually go deep into the news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I'm taking the time I would usually be watching Hannity or Laura Ingram, and I'm taking it into a reading, and I'm not going to read something non-political. Um, I, I, the book's on the other side of the room. I can't really grab it right now. I have my headphones on, and I'm tied up. The book is called The Storm is Upon Us. It is by Mike Rothschild. How QAnon, um, I hope they don't ban me for saying that term on, on podcast, became a movement, cult, and conspiracy theory um, of everything. And I think it's a fair assessment. What I don't like is in the very end of the first part of the book, so it's divided into three parts and then chapters within the parts, um, is that the author, Mike Rothschild, and I respect him. I don't know anything about him, but I respect him as a person. Um, let me pull up his Twitter feed to see what he says on his Twitter feed. I don't even think I follow him. I do follow him. Um, he is a conspiracy theorist and journal, or conspiracy theory journalist and expert, he says. He wrote the book, um, writing a book about Jewish space lasers um, on the 19th of September is released. Um, so anyways, I, I I read his book, and I'm reading it now. I'm on chapter 9, about halfway through. And I don't like in this book that he talks about, it was released in 2021, that he talks about how QAnon can mobilize itself in the follower base. It is a, it's a big follower base of QAnon. Um, how they can mobilize their follower base to do terrorist attacks, and he compared it to 9-11, and he compared it to Al-Qaeda, and he compared it to ISIS. When QAnon itself, the actual movement, the, the people who are behind the drops and behind whatever else he talks about, and I, I encourage you to read the book. I don't think you should buy it. Go to a library or something, but I encourage you to read the book. Um, and, and they say here in this, and I didn't buy the book either, but he talks about how this group could mobilize and create terrorist attacks worse than 9-11. And I say to myself, People behind QAnon and following QAnon aren't publicly posting on social media photos of them holding two guns threatening to shoot down any transgender hater that they find. I don't think it's really the, the, the right-wing side of, of the argument that is the dangerous ones when it comes to conspiracy theories or violence or terrorism, rather the left. Most recent terrorist attacks have been done by the left wing whether it's Muslims or it is Al-Qaeda or it is transgenders. Those three don't sound like they should be the same group of people, but they are. So just think about that. When, when the people on the left are trying to tell you, because I'm, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing Mike Rothschild is a left-wing hack. The author of the book is a left-wing hack. But they're trying to tell you that QAnon and people who follow conspiracy theories are the next 9-11 and the next Al-Qaeda. Really, they should look at themselves and look at what's going on in the transvestite movement and the transgender movement on the left. But I digress. We are going to move on now. Wall Street Journal poll. This should concern you, this poll. And I think it actually ties into the cultural problems that are causing the school shootings we're seeing now and the terrorism we're seeing now. 
percent of people who say these values are very important to them. This poll goes from 1998 to 2019 to 2023. 70% of people in 1998 said patriotism is important to them. In 61%, this was pre-9-11. And 61% said in 2019 that patriotism is very important to them. In 2023, 38% of respondents said patriotism is very important to them. This is a Wall Street Journal poll of 1,000 adults conducted between March 1st and 13th. Margin of error, 4.1% 4.1% points. Prior data from Wall Street Journal NBC News telephone polls, most recently of 1,000 adults conducted on 29th, in 2019 of August. Um 62% in 1998 said religion is very important. 2019, uh, 48%, which is below half. And then 39% said religion is very important to them. So religion is above patriotism for the first time ever by one percentage point. 59% said having children in 1998. In 2019, it was 43%. In 2023, it was 30%. Community involvement. From 47% in 1998 to 62% in 2019 to 27% in 2023. 27% of people say you need to be involved in your community. Money. 31% in 1998 said money is very important to them. 41% in 2019 going up. 43% in 2023. When, when patriotism and religion and families fall... Money and valuable things that, that you can hold in your hand really take the place. When you are getting rid of money, you are, get, or you are getting rid of patriotism, you're getting rid of religion, the values that made this country great in the first place. We did not have secular founding fathers. Our fa- founding fathers knew how important religion was and how important God was in Christianity. They were Christian young men ready to take this country back and get us freedom and, and put in place. Right, So these aren't good things for the future of America, and I really don't think America's going to survive at this point. May survive past my lifetime, but I doubt after that. 39% of religious people in 2023, um, or people who think religion is very important to them in this poll, 38% of patriotism, 27% of community involvement, 30% of having children in 2023. This is not a good thing. We need to have families. Having children is very important. Patriotism and supporting your country, whether you're right or wrong, is very important. Religion is very important. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're not going and repent for your sins. You're going to burn in eternal hell. I don't know how many of you have seen the show The Good Place on NBC. I watched it, I can't remember why I started watching it, but I watched it and I, I kind of enjoyed it to begin with. How these this good place was supposed to be like heaven, but what they interpret heaven as based on their secular world worldview. Um, and I haven't watched it lately. I don't know if there's still episodes going on. But it was revealed towards the end, spoiler alert, that they are actually in their version of hell because not everything's perfect like they thought it would be. It's just good. And it's good enough to make you peed off and that's their version of hell. Sometimes I wonder if that's what we're in <laughs> here in America. And I, I, I'm joking, of course, but it's still the way this country has failed. 
the way this country has fallen and just depleted themselves. 38% say patriotism. 39% say religion. 30% say having children. 27 say community involvement. And 43% money. Where patriotism, religion, having children, community involvement fails, money takes the void. When money takes the void, we see what happens. I mean, we're, we're in that country today. We really don't have a chance to survive, I don't think. The only thing I can see going for us moving forward is that the people that are left-wing are gay and, and, and lesbian and, and transgender, and they can't have kids. <laughs> Conservatives, straight white men and straight white women, and straight black women, I guess, and, and, and black men can have kids. And, and conservative people can repopulate and reproduce and, and build back the foundation of this country. Straight white men are going to take back the foundation of this country because we're the only ones that can going to have kids. We're the only ones that want to have kids. And so we have to have right-wing babies. Have to take back this country with the right-wing babies, folks. Um, one more thing here before we go into our Ohio segment. Um, TikTok. And we don't have time for TikTok today. I'm going to get into this further Friday. TikTok ban is the Restrict Act. Uh, I'll get into Rand Paul's op-ed. It's going to be in the show notes for today, but I'm going to get into it tomorrow. Or uh, fr- Wednesday, or Friday, I'm sorry. TikTok ban allows for a 20-year prison sentence if you post something the government doesn't like. I'm going to go into this with uh, Greg Price's tweet here. Um, he's a champ journalist, by the way, Greg Price. Imposing or enforcing any mitigation measure to address any risk arising from any tra- uh, covered transaction by any person or within respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States of the Secretary determines. Mo- desktop applications, mobile applications, gaming, payment applications, web-based applications, AI, Wireless local networks, um, mobile networks, satellite payload, satellite operations, cable access points, wireless access points, core networking agreement, uh, edge computer platforms. Here, well, let me read this part. The secretary may impose the following civil penalties on a person for each violation that the person of this act or any regulation, order, direction, mitigation, measure, prohibited, uh, prohibition, or other authorization issued under this act. A fine or who willingly commits or willingly conspires to commit aids or abets in the commission of an unlawful act described in the subsection A shall upon conviction be fined not more than a million dollars or if a natural person may be imprisoned for not more than 20 years or both. Nowhere in this restrict act is TikTok mentioned, is ByteDance mentioned. Nowhere in this is anything mentioned besides taking money out of your hands. If you say something the government doesn't like. What's different between America and communist China? Tell me. Call me in and let me know. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for being here on the Red Future Radio Network, our Ohio segment. We get complaints. I read the reviews. Rate five stars wherever you're listening, by the way. I read the reviews, and people just hate when there's no Ohio segment. They're like, this is an Ohio program. He doesn't even cover Ohio. 
I think it's funny. So the Ohio segment, I, I'm playing this version of the song today of, of Hang On Sloopy, the instrumental, mainly because I posted the episode to YouTube, which is probably a mistake. And Russia hates that song, man. I, I got a copyright strike. I got a ban. I can't, you can't see my episode in Russia if, you have a, if you're in Russia trying to listen for some reason. Um, thanks for listening. You can't listen to the show in Russia anymore. Um, yeah, that's a mess. So we're not going to play that song anymore. <laughs> I love the song. Does not work great for... Um, I don't know. We'll see what this version does. So we talked last week, or, or actually Monday, I'm sorry, about the possible August special election that would allow a uh, an amendment on the ballot that takes 50, 60% of people to pass an amendment, uh, passes with 50.1% and makes it where, um, where it takes 60% to pass an amendment. Secretary of State Frank LaRose defended a potential August election for the effort just months after advocating to limit those elections. LaRose said in a news conference Tuesday, um, an August election for a statewide issue wouldn't be unusual. It was 1926, according to the office, the last time it happened. Generally, a normal course of business year in and out and year out, allowing multiple municipalities or local school districts or local uh, tax sewer district to have a sneaky levy when no one's paying attention is problematic. A statewide issue is a very different thing. Um, there will be a few people in the state not aware there was a constitutional question on the ballot in August. You'd have to be a cave to perhaps not realize that the issue was there. And he's not wrong. Okay, I, I'm going to trash on the roads on this program if he runs for Senate, but he's not wrong in this saying that if it's statewide, if every person has it on their ballot— they're not going to know that there's um, – they're going to know that's there. Just watching TV, just re- looking through social media at the advertisements, they're going to know there's an amendment on the ballot, right? What I really don't like is like in our area, in our – in certain precincts because I look through every ballot in our area, just um, different precincts in Franklin County, uh, Pickaway County, those areas like that. Um, I saw one that had one tax levy on it for, for May. With no advertisements for said tax levy. It was a school district and it was just, you get to pay 2% more extra tax if this passes. And no one knows about it. I don't know about it. And I'm in politics and I didn't know about it until I had to read through the ballots to see what's on the ballot for people that I know and people that I, I that follow the program. So if you're in an area that you don't think has any issues on your ballot, make sure you go to your Board of Election website on in Ohio and click on sample ballots and look through your precinct and find out your precinct and see what your ballot is. And see what's on there to see if you need to get out and vote May 3rd. Or not May 3rd. Is it May? I think it's May 5th, isn't it? Um, May 2nd. Okay, I'm sorry. May 2nd. Um, and it's possible you might need to. It's possible there might be an issue on your ballot that you need to get out and vote for. But probably not. And I think it's important to just go and vote anyway. But maybe the precinct won't be open or something like that. So you need to make sure that you you know what's on your ballot. If it's an August special election with a statewide issue, they're going to know what's on your ballot. You're going to know that there's something on your ballot to cover it, and and, and you'll know it's there. Um, that's pretty much all for the Ohio segment. Uh, states are trying to continue blocking the transport of East Palestine waste to other states and through other states. Um, the city and county of Baltimore, Maryland, announced in a joint statement they are seeking a legal opinion from the Attorney General's Office regarding the state's city's requirements to treat and, treat and discharge the waste from the Norfolk Southern train, uh, Railroad derailment. Uh, this is the latest attempt to block the waste. People are just leaving East Palestine there to die. I know uh, Steve Bannon's there with War Room right now doing great coverage. 
uh, the whole Real America's Voice team's there. I, I like Real America's Voice. It's a good channel. Um, so yeah, that that that's that. Um, I, I encourage you to watch it. I know Jeremy Juski was there yesterday. Um, so yeah, very cool, very based, very epic, very very red pulled. Um, that's pretty much all I have for you all today. I'm going to an event tomorrow with Bernie Moreno. Gonna see if he's willing to do an interview with me there. Might just ask him questions on camera after asking if he says no. We'll just see what happens, all right? Um, see you all Friday with a brand new episode. This is GOP Josh on the Red Feature Radio Network, and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 